Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. Let's start today with this. Imagine you're out with me fishing and you've never held a rod before, but you know I'm used to catching big fish. Let's say your name was John 1 or John 2. Now, John 1, from the dock to the lake and back again, continually makes sure that I know what he knows about fishing. Because he is assertive and controlling and self-promotional, he wants me to get the idea that even though he's never been in a boat before, he's talked to or had breakfast with the best in the world. Even when he tries to cast his line and gets it tangled, he explains how my $250 reel is compromised and not like what he expects in a reel that lets line out in the right way. In other words, it's the reel's fault. The entire trip is full of bravado as he doesn't want help and at every point he wants me to realize that he could, if he wanted, teach me or anyone else how to fish. Actually. He's so good at this impression banter that I find myself at times listening and thinking he knows what he's saying. But when we get back to our car, I know, I know that I know that I don't want to do this again or even remember his name. By the way, do you know John 1? They sell a ton of stuff in low transaction industries where no one cares about customer rapport or a company's brand timeshare sales, or low-end auto. And some sophisticated types learn to control this and sell the sizzle of a product or service better than anyone, even with a little larceny or half-truths or lies. Now let's turn to John 2. From the moment we step onto the dock, and even before we get into the boat, he lets me know that he doesn't know what he's doing and he hopes I'll be okay when he messes up. On the way out, he's nervous about how he will look or how I will react or help him when he doesn't know what to do. You see, John too is harder on himself than anyone else can be. He'll probably replay the times he did poorly over and over again as he goes to sleep tonight. As we get to fishing, he listens and works hard to do what I tell him in the way that I tell him. And if you like real and authentic types, John too is the guy. He appreciates how I try to help and direct what he does and any encouragement I give him. And because his compassion is high and his need to control low, he, he wants me to help him do things right and to my expectations. He really wants to know that at the end of the day, he wasn't criticized or made to feel like he didn't have what it takes. He never prompted himself or tried to be more than he was, but at times he was hesitant because he just did not want to make a mistake that made him feel less. There were times when I could sense a kind of anger at himself or as he criticized himself and called himself a name. This was similar to another guy I played golf with who would say, You stupid twit, can't you hit the ball? As we left that day and got into our cars, John too apologized for the times he got in my way or needed too much attention when he tangled his line. Welcome to today's podcast. Today's trait is the trait of self-promotion. 
It is described by the CTS sales profile as a trait that measures a salesperson's tendency to exaggerate strengths and downplay weaknesses in order to leave a most favorable impression. High scorers on the self-promotion scale, like John 1, are resilient to criticism and find it difficult to even recognize their weaknesses. They may deny their fears, faults, and failures in order to maintain a positive image, they may be more confident, even overconfident, in their abilities and may be able to sell themselves and the benefits of their products with ease. In contrast, low scores like John 2 on the self-promotion scale take criticism to heart and it can be personal for them and they may be more open to recognizing their weaknesses and working on self-improvement. These individuals may be more coachable and willing to learn, but may struggle to sell something they don't believe in. Years ago, I went to a Sunday school class in Texas taught by the great speaker and salesman Zig Ziglar, and I approached him to introduce myself. What a treat and a lesson, because Zig once said, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Salespeople with low levels of self-promotion may need to work harder to start selling because they may project people rejecting them. Project it in their minds, but with practice and dedication, they can still become great salespeople and very authentic ones that win trust. Let's take a look at a couple of short stories to illustrate the importance of self-promotion in sales. We'll start with Tom, a high scorer on the self-promotion scale. You see, he's a sales representative for a tech company. He is confident in his abilities and has a strong track record of success. And during a sales presentation, he highlights all of his company's strengths and downplays any weaknesses. He comes across as confident and knowledgeable, and his clients are impressed. While Tom may come across as arrogant to some and even inauthentic, his self-promotion skills have helped him close many deals. Now, Sarah. Sarah's a low score on the self-promotion scale, and she's a sales representative for a health food company. She is passionate about the benefits of healthy eating and truly believes in her company's products. However, when it comes to sales presentations, she struggles to promote herself and her company effectively. She often forgets to think about and talk about her strengths or the strengths of her products and services which can make her come across as unconfident and uncertain. While Sarah's passion for her products is admirable, her low self-promotion skills may be hindering her sales performance because when she experiences a challenge or tough question from her prospect like, why should we pick you? Or why is your product the best decision? She may hesitate and simply think because she is honest and real people will believe her. As you can see, the difference between Tom and Sarah is their level of self-promotion. While Tom is confident and able to promote himself and his products effectively, Sarah struggles. However, her passion for her products can still be a valuable asset. And with some work on her self-promotion skills, she can become a more effective salesperson. Even one people love to be around because of her authenticity when serving or relating to them. As you can see in the stories, our research data finds that salespeople with low levels of self-promotion often do things to avoid criticism. 
While more coachable, these individuals may struggle with marketing and having a high level of presentational or pitch strength that they command with strong, powerful words and evidence. It is important for sales managers to recognize these individuals' strengths of authenticity and coachability to work with them to develop their self-promotion skills or their abilities to present benefits. In contrast, salespeople with high levels of self-promotion may be overconfident and able to promote themselves and their products effectively, but they may also be more resistant to criticism and less coachable. It is important for sales managers to recognize these individuals' weaknesses and work with them to develop their coachability and self-awareness. If this is not possible, then the sales manager for those crucial conversations or behaviors that must be addressed must attack them with force and power and directness, or the rep may not hear them or respect their direction. I know that you know that self-promotion is an important trait for salespeople. And whether it needs to be low or high may depend on your sales culture and the types of customers and transactions you do and what style works the best. The validation studies we do with the CTS sales profile scores and production numbers and manager rankings help us see by the data which will be the best. But before we leave, I must say that taking high or low levels of this trade home or into our friendships has its own challenges. And as we become more aware of ourselves and how we are, our emotional intelligence can grow. And then we can work to be less sensitive to criticism, as I have needed to be, or more sensitive to our weaknesses and need for improvement, which will help our children and our relationships improve and grow healthier over time. Thanks for being with me today. And next week, we will move to trait number eight of the nine primary traits in the CTS sales profile, our belief in others and its effect on a sales culture or sales performance levels, our incomes, and our homes. See you then. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.